Hello and welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm speaking with Larry Smith. A tale goes that Ernest Hemingway was once challenged in a bar bet to write a story using only six words. And what he wrote was, for sale, baby shoes, never worn. And Larry decided to adapt this idea to be a memoir. And the concept is simple. Tell the story of your life in exactly six words. And since launching this project in November 2006, it has received absolutely huge, huge, huge huge attention and Larry has collected more than one million six word uh, memoirs from people all around the globe and he's since published I was on your website I was trying to count them is it 10 it's complicated we've published eight original books of six word memoirs the last one being six word advice but then one book was translated into Japanese and then one book was expanded so hard to say maybe eight maybe ten the Japanese book is really fun because you know, the, the books are a hit, but, you know, if you wrote, like, Eat, Pray, Love or Angela's Ashes, it's translated into, like, 100 languages, and you're like, awesome, royalty checks. If you do an idiomatic project, like, called Six Word Memoirs in English, it doesn't really translate, like, literally translate. But the Japanese, in their infinite love of wordplay, I thought, well, what if we took the Six Word Memoirs, then put the Japanese version, the translation, under the English as a way to sort of teach English? And I was like, Japanese, you love language. So, uh, so that's really... <laughs> book and it's just a funny uh you know unexpected like many things in this project's unexpected unexpected outcome of of the six word memoir project but it's great to be with you today duncan uh amazing i mean like you've done yeah like ted talks i'm a big fan of ted like spoken at some of the world's top companies google espn levi's twitter dell and yeah on all these amazing topics such as personal storytelling and how i think one of them that you teach about is like how a simple idea can make a big difference in the world so really excited to, uh, to talk to you today um so these six-word memoirs, is, is a good way to think of them or approach them is as if we were, I don't know, should we think of it as if this is the phrase that we'd want to write on our tombstone or something like that? You know, your sort of epitaph is absolutely one way to approach the six-word memoir. What are the six words I want to leave behind? What are the six, six words I want to be remembered by? But, you know, one of the reasons I think the project is so successful it's, and so accessible is because uh, people interpret their story, their six-word story, their six-word memoir, their life story in six words, a lot of different ways. We did a book by a teen, so it's about 800 six-word memoirs just by teens. And, you know, how can a teen sum up his or her own life? So it's kind of like they're living in the moment. So one of the ones in the book is, I seriously love bean burritos. You know, it's a spirit of that person's essence or the only unhappy kid in Disneyland or where the family you gossip about. So... The six-word memoir idea, really, um, it can be the whole thing. How do I want to, you know, sum up my whole life? Or it can be, how am I feeling in this moment? It can be a version of Twitter or Facebook where you're doing your own ideas of status updates, but you're doing them using this creative constraint of just six words. By having these constraints, like... I think one thing I heard, I think you wrote about, like, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can interpret it. But one of the ways is it's kind of a simple way for anyone of kind of any age to try and answer the question that defines us all. Like, who am I? It kind of really cuts to the core. And that's sort of quite esoteric kind of like philosophical kind of question, doesn't it? No, it does. And, you know, who you are may change moment to moment um, around the holidays, um, yeah, either Hanukkah, Christmas or uh, in September, Yom Kippur. Uh, priests and rabbis, I mean, really all religions I've seen this, they challenge their congregations to kind of sum up faith. Uh, faith is weird. It's complex. It's hard to figure out. Well, okay, if you would describe your, your Jewish life in just six words, what would you say? And so uh, one guy named Dave Sorelli uh, wrote on the site, and I've since uh, shared it in talks, uh, half Jewish, 
half Italian, totally stuck. <laughs> right? He's hitting so many notes. Or uh, I did a workshop with a young Jewish kid who was in, in, in Boston, but he was in from Israel, part of this teen writing camp. And he said, he's a really intense little kid. He said, God is a ticking time bomb. Whoa. And then, you know, in other, other religions, um, I'm a Muslim, not a terrorist. You know, someone shared that on the site, uh, which is sixwordmemoirs.com a few years ago. And wow, has it never been more relevant? I am a Muslim, not a terrorist. So it's, you know, it's this identity question and your identity, uh, whether about your faith or your family, your identity with love, um, married by Elvis, divorced by Friday, you know, <laughs> sort of a, a perfect, funny, but sad six word memoir with, you know, you see the narrative arc, right? A good six word memoir has takes you somewhere. Um, you can define your life in six words. Uh, as often as you like, um, or you know, then you get someone like uh, the celebrity chef Mario Batali. When asked to describe his life in six words, he sort of wrote an amazing like epitaph, uh, something on his his gravestone. Brought it to a boil often. The Mario Batali story, right there it is. You know how many thousands, millions of words have been written about Mario Batali, but brought it to a boil often. The six word story of Mario Batali. I love it. And, yeah, you mentioned it there, just about the narrative arch. I mean, that's obviously one thing. Like. Why do you think it's just so powerful? I mean, mainly, is, is, it, is it this way that it's so open? Like, it's kind of got that framework of six words, so it's kind of, it's strict, but it's also loose that you can interpret any way? Or why, why do you personally find it so powerful? Well, you know, it's open, right? Which is, you're looking at a blank page, and the blank page is a scary thing for all of us, right? But when that blank page is filled with just six words, for one thing, it's not quite so scary. But you know, the blank page, literally the blank page or the website where people can share, you know, as many six word memoirs as they like. Some have done 10 and 15,000. You know, some have done a couple and left, but some people really do treat it like a, a daily diary, you know, about their life shared and open to the world. Uh, some people call it, a, you know, a more creative Twitter, obviously much smaller than Twitter. But I think so. First of all, the, the, the barrier to entry is low, just six words. Now, to do a good six-word memoir, it, you know, it can take some creativity, and that cre- creative constraint is a great challenge. But really, if, if you were to say, well, uh, write 100,000 words about your life, most people wouldn't even attempt that challenge, or they may fail to do it in a, in a meaningful or even readable way. But just six words, some people get them immediately. You know, they, they, they just jump right to it. They start rattling off wonderful six-word memoirs. And other people, it takes a little while. Um, Frank McCourt, uh, who uh, you know, one of the most beloved memoirists, he died a few years ago. He wrote *Angel's Ashes*. I had been after him for years to share a six-word story of his life. I always, you know, we do in all our books. We have mostly mostly regular folks who come to the website uh, or you know our Facebook or Twitter pages share six-word stories of their lives, and and they are like ninety percent of each book we publish. But then like ten percent, you know, we do track down celebrities, the, the really the kinds we love. Um, and so Frank McCourt, after you know months of trying to get to him sort of emailing, hey, I'm sort of working on it, but, you know, we writers, we really do, you know, take careful time with the words, and the writers take forever to get back to me, because they really, the words have to be perfect, they're writers, after all. So he wrote, the miserable childhood led to royalties. You know, what a great, thoughtful, and in fact, you know, if you know his work, you know, for Angela's Ashes, which has, you know, certainly sold millions of copies, you know, it's a summation of Frank McCourt's life. Love that. And thinking back, and you know, you've obviously read thousands and thousands of these like memoirs. Have you noticed some themes or ideas? I mean, that have really appeared again and again and again. Like in terms of, I know, I, I'm, 
is it almost sort of like a window looking in on actually like the the human condition, like of where we are in society? Like what kind of what kind of themes are coming out? Launched, oh, absolutely, Duncan. When I launched uh, the Six Word Memoir Challenge, I'll just give you a little backstory. Um, although you describe you described this project so well, I think I'll borrow your elevator pitch on when you, in your intro. But I launched it originally as a one month challenge back in two thousand and six, and I said, "Well, can you describe your life in six words?" As you mentioned, playing on. Hemingway legend of the six word novel and I thought it would be a one month challenge we'd get maybe a couple thousand in and then I would go buy the winner an iPod you know I went and bought the iPod there was no sponsorship which was a pretty good prize in 2006 and the winner uh, had their uh, six word memoir inscribed on the iPod and the winning six word memoir which once we got you know maybe a hundred we loved I kind of crowdsourced the winner I asked the community you pick and they picked Barrister Barista what's the diff mom (laughs) You know, just so many I love going on life, career, coffee, family, you know, sort of pathos, but sort of, you know, owning your story. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So back in 2006, I thought it'd be a one month challenge. They came pouring in beyond anything I'd ever done. It was just a little riff on the web as a part of a larger site that I have, smithmag.net, a larger storytelling platform. But it just, you know, they came in. And uh, by the tens of thousands now, as you mentioned, we're up to over a million. And you do see themes that really re- reflect life. I really think reflect life. And in a way, it's an accidental sociological experiment, right? So, you know, identity, who am I? What matters to me most? Um, uh, love is a big theme. And, you know, the other side of love is heartbreak. Um, ex-wife and contractor now have house. <laughs> Everyone's crazy but me and you. Um, much married, fourth time is charmed. You know, so love is a big one. Food and family. Um, let me think about a really good food one. Uh, um, uh, family. Um, family spends meals discussing other meals. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm my mother. I'm my mother and I'm fine. Still trying to please my dad. Uh, I, I once gave a talk and I was sharing some of the teen uh, memoirs uh, with a group of adults. And, and I was just saying, you know, teens are part of our project. And one woman, uh, when we, I always end my talks, whether it's to a third grade classroom or, or a, you know, a corporate setting with 500 people in a big ballroom with what I call a six word slam, kind of like a poetry slam vibe. Anyone in the room <clears throat> is invited to stand up and share their six word memoir. Or if we're in a corporate setting, the prompt might be, why do you do what you do in six words? So I'm sharing some examples and talking about the work the teens do on the site and some of their amazing memoirs. And I shared a teen one um, and one, uh, oh, one of the teens said, uh, living my dream, please send money. <laughs> and uh, a woman got up and said, I-, I have a response to those teens out there. Ask my teenager. She knows everything. And, you know, and the other parents in the room who have teens, they were like, oh, my God, I feel you. You, you hit the men the like button. And that's what it is. You share a story, you share it in a public space, whether it's a ballroom or a website or Facebook or Twitter, you're doing two things. You're releasing something. You're sharing part of yourself, that sort of accidental therapeutic part of the project. Then what's happening? People are catching that story. Mom's Alzheimer's, she forgets, I remember. Bipolar, no two ways about it, right? You're sharing your story. That's powerful. That's intense. That can be therapeutic. And then people are hearing that story and whether, you know, they, you know, actually hit the like button. We don't have like buttons. We have favorite buttons on uh, on sixwordmemoirs.com or share that with other friends or just think about it. 
they're getting that story and that's a powerful thing for them. Again, not the intention, my, though my mom was a social worker, I'm not trained in anything but journalism. And uh, it's, a, it's a really, it's a lovely uh, part of the project, how it really is so meaningful for people's lives and for the, the, the other folks that uh, hear and share those stories. I think I saw an interview a while back, and it was one of the, one of the questions was, um, "What's something you know now about happiness that you didn't know when you were eighteen years old?" And you answered that there's no finish line. Can you maybe just elaborate on that? Well, I mean, you know, we spend our lives uh, sprinting, and then at some point you realize, actually, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, and you know, I. You know, I'm a sucker for a good, you know, aphorism on a, you know, forging cookie or something on a bottle cap. And we do have six words in, in honesty, bottle caps. But I think, um, you know, uh, we're in a big moment. I'm sure your audience very much relates to this, uh, this moment of mindfulness. And with mindfulness comes focus. And the six word limitation is a great way to both focus yourself. You know, what are your goals in life? What's your six words for your career in the next six months? Maybe you're running a team at a company. Uh, what are your team members' six-word goals just for the next week or month, right? So it, it's, it's just a tool. But then that sort of mindfulness, um, sitting, writing by hand or typing it into, onto a website and thinking about what am I thinking? What do I want right now? What brings me happy? That makes you stop and slow down and assess your life. And we do have a, you know, one of the subjects on the site is happiness. And um, we did that uh, in collaboration with uh, the Happiness Project, Gretchen Rubin's, you know, wildly successful book series and, and blog. And um, it's been really great. I mean, there's you know, some really fun stuff. Uh, sleep like dogs. How's it? No. Play like cats. Let me start that over. Sleep like dogs. Nap like cats. Happiness, you know. Um, sex, chocolate, wine. Possibly different order. <laughs> I was gonna. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna actually touch on that. This um, you did this collaboration with Gretchen Rubin um of the Happiness Project, and you asked their readers um to share the secrets of happiness in six words. It was that that was the challenge, wasn't it? And exactly. Yeah. So what what were I mean? I, I asked about the themes in terms of just the general one, but in that spe- that specific um uh, project, the secrets of happiness. Did you notice like? Once again, like the theme question, like was it was it again with the relationships, the family, or were you surprised of anything in particular? I mean, it's a really good question, and I think that the happiness uh, there was definitely kind of like an agency theme. Like I create my own happiness, whether that's just like getting on your bike and going for a ride, or getting a dog, or um, eating good food, or exercising. Uh, while there was a lot of like you know get a partner, not a backpack, mm. you know, that kind of happiness advice, um, which, you know, involves another person. There seemed to be a, a little kind of underlying theme of you create your own happiness. And the only one that stops in the way of your happiness, you know, again, there are life circumstances that come up is yourself. And I heard uh, Gretchen Rubin uh, do a talk at uh, South by Southwest Interactive it was a few years ago and sort of went up to her and said, hey, um, you know, this is what I do, the six word project. And she, she'd heard of it. We'd never met before. And I just said, look, we, you know, I love collaborations, and um, if I want to uh, get involved in a topic like happiness in six words or a, t- a, to- a topic like faith, um, you go to the people where it's already happening. I have a tool, and we can work our tool into your uh, specialty. So hers was happiness. So it worked really well, and you know we had a uh, we invited her community to share six words on on my site, and and uh, she uh, shared some of the best ones from the site with her community, and you know that nice echo chamber of content and collaboration is so important. I think to my work and all of our work. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. That I mean, that one one thing I when I when I started this uh, like a year ago, I wasn't um, necessarily. I mean, I didn't mean I didn't really have clear expectations of exactly what things would come up again. But this idea of um, connection, um, uh, interconnectedness, rather you know, and all these kind of themes are like community connection, peer to peer. I was quite surprised how many th- times this is coming up at the moment um and you know it's, yeah you just mentioned it again about this um connection and i think it's, it's often these things like um it's, it's just a two-way communication when you're checking this out like you probably imagine you're learning just as much from all the stuff you're getting back and it's it's this dialogue which is um it's a really fascinating way of looking at it it's amazing and one of the interesting sort of connections that happened that again i didn't expect i expected very little of this i expected to do a one-month project and give away a prize and do my next project I didn't expect nine years later to be talking to you, to be uh, in the last, you know, in the last month, I've been in three schools, done a project with a choir in Columbus, Ohio. I've been um, in corporate settings. I've been, um, I've worked with uh, formerly homeless to sort of talk about owning their story. Uh, And uh, one of the the most unexpected outcomes of the Six Word Project is the teachers just sort of gravitated. Uh, towards it. The first uh, uh, gig I had, the first uh, speaking gig I had was my nephew's third grade classroom. And I went in there, he had brought our first book into his teacher. The book has adult themes. I mean, girlfriend is pregnant, my husband said, you know. Um, uh, yes, I'm 17, pregnant and happy, you know. Themes of war and, and themes of death and cancer, cursed with cancer, blessed with friends. But the teachers, you know, uh, there's also a lot of unintense things in each book, but the teacher saw this, this form of six words and the book could be used as a learning tool. So I go in there to this third grade classroom, like 25 kids just staring at me, so polite, so wonderful. They don't do that when you go talk to the seniors in high school, you know, the upper level schools. And um, of course, I was out of material within minutes because teaching was really hard, you know. But my father-in-law, who taught fourth grade for 44 years, said, well, you know, what you do is you break them up into groups and have them work on their six word memoirs. So that's what we did. And then we went around the room as we go around the room in a corporate setting in a ballroom, as I go around the room at a, at a hipster slam in a bar, and I say, what's your six-word memoir, guys? And, uh, you know, one boy said, uh, born to be a spy, unknowable. And, and another, said, another said, two sisters, two brothers, not kidding. And then this was so intense. Little girl, I go around the room, and I'm like, hey, you know, honey, what's your six-word memoir? She says, nine years stacked within my soul. So it's just like, wow, intense, you know. And from there, um, as uh, books came out and, you know, the, uh, the whole project got so much more attention, I heard from high schools, grad schools. I heard from uh, 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 classrooms specializing with kids with dyslexia. And they all saw this tool as a way to help them, you know, uh, teach, to help them uh, uh, spur their kids on to do two things. Spark conversations, break the ice, quiet kids, maybe come on, start with six words. What happened over summer vacation? Just give me six, you know. Uh, same concept at a dinner table. A lot of families just, you know, once a week or, or more, they'll say, okay, six words on how your week's going. Six words on what you want to do this weekend. It's a way to get people talking. So that's the spark. And the other important word is essence. So in the teaching setting, say everyone's reading, you know, Catcher in the Rye. All right. Each character and character in the rye in six words. It's like reading comprehension. It's the essence. That same idea of sum up why you do what you do. What is your life in six words? How would you describe your love in six words, your happiness? That's essence. So spark, get the conversation going. Essence, sum it up, reel it in. You know, and, and, and the collaborations in schools with companies, 
faith bases. I'm a choir now. We're doing a clap. They're singing in six words. Amazing for me. Makes the project so much more richer than if I'm just doing it alone and pressing buttons on a website, you know? Yeah, it, just cut, it completely cuts through the noise because there's no room for any uh, any any waste or any excess. So you've got to be, it, it's, it's, it, like, like you said, it's, it's that clarity, it's that focus, and it just gets you right. What is the heart of this issue? Um, the constraint fuels creativity. It doesn't get in the way. And that's the unexpected magic of six words. Yeah. What does a fulfilled life mean to you? Fulfilled life, well, um, you know, I'm trying to get this in six words, but for me, I found out in my nine years with this project, in my 25 plus years in sort of the journalism and kind of, you know, writing business, um, ultimately, I think on the work front, I started out as a journalist, you know, goals to be editor-in-chief of Esquire, GQ, one of those. And I was, you know, I was on the way. It was going well when I jumped off that ship and started this, you know, questionable online community <laughs> that, you know, found a life after about a year with the Six Word Project. Um, I'm, happiness in, I'm happiest in community. I'm more fulfilled going to a high school and hearing a kid who I didn't even know was paying attention then say to me in front of 200 classmates her Six Word memoir, which was, and this just happened a few weeks ago, no, I do not speak Indian. Can you imagine every day this kid getting racist stuff because she's, you know, she's Native American and she's like, no, I do not speak Indian. You know, so she owns that. Uh, seeing, uh, seeing uh, a teen who 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 you, you, seems like he won't open up, and then. You know, it doesn't seem like I had effect on him in my little moment with him in the classroom. And then I, I can kind of tell it's him on the site a few days later when he writes, Aspiration, colonize Mars. You're not invited. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was talking to me generally or the world. but So when, when I realize a fulfilled life is actually uh, building community and helping others express themselves. And, you know, that, you know, hopefully that applies to my own family, you know, and uh, my friend life. But that's fulfilling. Um, I don't know, maybe years ago, fulfilled life was winning a big journalism award. But now it's um, the things that happen moment to moment in my work. And much of that really is. Um, it's in real space, uh, not digital space where I, this whole thing started. So I'm working. I guess fulfilled, you never really know what fulfilled life. But I think, um, you know, uh, I'm definitely happy, but seeking contentment. Contentment, I think, is trickier. It's easy to be happy, but you know that whole idea of like, are you content? And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a two-sided coin. You want to stay hungry, but on the other hand, you want to go to sleep saying, you know what, today was a good day. Tomorrow will be a good day. Good answer. <laughs> what is one thing our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? Share your story. Change the world in six Love words. It. You know, However you share it with six-word memoir with starting your own, starting, you know, working on that, that novel or memoir you've been thinking about with just, you know, ask a question of someone, maybe like, you know, my, my story with a uh, six word memoir project really started by realizing I didn't know my grandfather's own story. I, I knew a little bit about it, but I realized he had come to America in 1914 from Russia and I, and he, you know, he, he kind of got his footing, classic uh, immigrant dream story and, and eventually owned his own very small business, a small pharmacy outside of Philadelphia. But uh, I realized that despite the fact that I was a journalist, the job to ask questions, I hadn't really delved deeply into my grandfather's story. So asking him that story and and seeing him, we, not immediately because, oh, my story, who would care about that? I'm just a regular guy. Well, no, we all have stories. Pushing a little uh, changed 
my life and my understanding of my grandfather, but it, it kind of got me in this mood to, uh, in this habit of pushing others to ask their stories, to, 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 ask, to tell their own stories. So I say, ask that person whose story you should know, ask them to share their story, and don't stop asking till you get something. Amazing. Last but not least, how can people find out more about you? Where can we send them? Uh, well, the, the website is sixwordmemoirs.com, S-I-X-wordmemoirs.com. We're at six words on Twitter. Uh, I'm easy to find on the site. Uh, we're a small team. We have a, uh, every two weeks we have a great six thing we call the six contest. Uh, currently the contest is called uh, What's Your Little White Lie in Six Words, which is a partnership with a, a filmmaker who did a, 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 a documentary about her family. There was a big lie in her family uh, around her own race. And so uh, we partnered with her to say, well, what is the little white lie you've never told? And, and some people write backstories to those little white lies. So we have, so we have contests. Mostly it's, it's an open platform to share the six-word story of any or all of your life. Amazing. Lai, thank you so much for giving up your time. It's been fascinating talking to you. And Duncan, yeah, I, what a pleasure. I'm going to have to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get, like, get writing. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a good think. I was, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was worried. I was worried. You're going to put me on the spot. So I was like, shit, I've got to actually think of something quick. You have a six word memoir, Duncan? <laughs> you know you what? Just, be- just before we started, I mean, I need to, I need to have a proper, you proper thing. But just before we th- thought, I was reading some of the advice ones and I was thinking, what would be like, sort of like good advice? And I was like, I had two really quickly in my mind. It was like one was um, just, they're not very profound, but it's like one was just have fun, laugh, life's a game. And then the other one was whatever happens, always, always be kind. Uh, so, yeah. Those are 12 words to live by, you know. It's, it's, and, you know, that's what it is. Some, some of the advice is the stuff we kind of knew but needed to be reminded of, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to probably have to come back with actually something a bit more deep. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk soon. Now. Thank you so much. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks, Duncan. 